0: Welcome to another episode of Simply Sales and Marketing. Today, I am super, super excited. I know I say I'm excited a lot, but I am super, super excited because we have with us, uh, I don't know if you can guess who it is, but he's Enterprise Account Executive for the Mid-Atlantic Region at Wealthy. But you might know him also as the co-founder of Sassbros. His brother is called Eric McKee. So he founded this uh, business with, with his brother. He is a huge post poster on LinkedIn, social selling coach. Welcome, Darren McKee.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. It's um, You know, the funny thing about this is I don't think we would know each other without social and without creating content on LinkedIn. So it's been a pleasure to get to know you and be on a couple panels with you so far. And, um, yep, grateful to be here and answer some questions and have some good conversation.
0: Brilliant. It's so good to have you on. And yeah, I first came across you on the JB uh, Mock Cold Calling uh, panel session, which was great. And then all of a sudden, I think you were at 30,000 followers on LinkedIn, and this was back in May. But you are somebody, now you're at something like 40, over 40,000, I think. Um, And you post consistently, usually two times a day. Um, Your posts a very sort of you know authentic you look to inspire you look to teach you look to educate and you inject a lot of fun into what you do and you know I come a, I've come across a lot of posts and I've been posting myself but I haven't quite seen anyone or very few people anyway that match what you're doing on LinkedIn I think now you were you were at 912 um, days you posted consecutively. I think it must be nine. How many days is it now, Darren? Is it 930 or is it more? It's nine,
1: 919 days. It was the day that I ah! got sent home. Yeah, the day that I got sent home from the office because of the pandemic is when the day I started.
0: Wow, fantastic. Um, and you recently, I want to talk about one of your posts because I spoke this morning to a group of um, my colleagues who are actually journalists, believe it or not, and you know, I was telling them, you need to start posting on LinkedIn, but telling the story, you know, being your authentic self, uh, what you're doing, but, you know, less about sort of the business you work for and more about your your true story. And you do this really well. I want to talk about one post that you put on linkedin i think this was a couple of weeks ago um yeah. the dishwasher post tell us about that because that got 9 million views i think this was a week ago you were saying got 9 million views and 93,000 likes just talk yeah. us sort of through that and if anybody that's listening because we have a lot of sales people aes um sdrs and even marketing people i mean that that's an example of sort of marketing magic how do you post something like that and get 9 million views and 93,000 likes
1: yeah it's a great question, and I don't know the answer <laughs> I think that um when I look back at the content that i've that I've made over nine hundred nineteen days in a row, I've had a couple posts go viral, and that's never the that's never the you know the end goal, but when it does it i mean it's it, it's kind of cool, right like it does it does hit nine million people and the two that I've posted that did that were were two posts that took me about fifteen seconds to post right literally they just came to my mind and I shipped them. Um, and, and if you look back at some of my other content where I put in like 10, 20, 30 minutes of effort into the, into the words and into the, the format and the text, they don't really do that well. And so I, I, I've been training people for, for years now, just like, if it comes to your mind, ship it, you never know what could happen. Um, I think this one did extremely well because if you've followed me for a long time, you, I talk about my wife a lot and I talk about her her sense of humor and um i think that's what that's what took this one off um really really fast i think i i put my phone down and an hour and a half later i had like 500,000 views on it and um i was like this is this is going <laughs> to be cra- this is going to be crazy and at today we're almost at 9 million and 100 and, or 1150 shares at 3000 comments and it's wild
0: Wow, absolutely! Yeah, it was it was a photo, wasn't it, of a text message that she sent you? Uh, You know, the dishwasher's broken. Um, Can you fix it? But it it was more the sort of message, the meaning behind that as well. I mean, you say you talk a lot about her, and you you know are very much your real self when you you know that's what you bring to your posts. It's a bit of entertainment as well, but I think it's interesting because you know I started posting since May, every day, sometimes a couple of times a day, and I find you know the same thing is that you know, when I'm putting a lot of sort of thought into a post, so I might spend, you know, like 10-20 minutes making sure the wording's right and then thinking, oh, that's not got a lot of engagement. But yeah, and I, and I think sometimes that, what would your message be to our listeners who who are starting out and, you know, they want to sort of build their personal brand, they want to be good at social selling? What what would you say to them? Sort of what do you wish you knew when you start yeah. posting, you know, after the pandemic?
1: That's a great question. And I think that like, <clears throat> our generation, so I'm 30, I almost at 32. But my birthday was yesterday. So I'm 33 now. And I think that we grew up in a culture where everything was given to us really fast. Um, but nothing that I've ever been really, really good at has came to me really fast. And so I think I play a lot of golf, right. And for years, I sucked at golf, I was terrible at it. But I kept playing and I kept playing and I kept playing. And eventually I got good. Um and I think that's the same thing with LinkedIn. Like you you can't come in here and expect to be a content creator. These are people's full-time jobs. These are these are folks that dedicate hours and hours and hours on this craft, have failed over and over and over again, and finally they're successful and you can see their content starting to grow. So I probably had six, seven, eight months um where, you know, if I got 15 likes and five hundred views, I was like, I was ecstatic. Um, but I think what happened when everything changed for me, when I I joined an organization called better up, um, and I had a group of leaders that really encouraged me and pushed me to be more real, to be myself and to share more about me while also looping in some of our company, um, information to that too. And so I really started just sharing like my story, my why, where I came from sharing my family, tying that into work. And so if I were to tell you one thing, if you're listening here, like get away from sharing your product news, get away from sharing that you're hiring um, and share more about who you are as a person, why you work for that organization and what you all do. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think you'll start to see uh, a really strong uptick in your, in your performance on LinkedIn.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's, especially, you know, what I see a lot of is is fear. People mm-hmm. are afraid or that their company might not give them that much freedom to post, uh, you know, these kind of posts. And, you know, that that has an impact, doesn't it? It has an impact. I mean, I've been on calls with, uh, you know, a lot of my prospects and clients don't use LinkedIn. You know, there's that message of they yeah. haven't been active for the last 30 days. but. With, with some of the calls that I go on, you know, they don't tend to interact sometimes with my posts, but they will have seen my post and they'll say, I saw that post. I hope I'm not an example of a bad prospect, or um, I hope you weren't thinking of me when you wrote that post, but th- they'll make some kind of comment. And and mm-hmm. it's about sort of getting into people's minds, isn't it? Getting into the minds of your of your prospects and customers and and, and being out there and being present.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think that like, you know, right now I, I sell a caregiving software, right? So we're a caregiving concierge. And so when people think caregiving, and when people think taking care of their loved ones, I want them to think of me. um, And then in turn, I get them connected to wealthy, right? Because I've been sharing that and I want to make sure that people know that this is out there. And so you know, without doing that, of course, people would still know wealthy people would still buy it, people would still grow. um, But everybody's voice has a different reach. um, And everybody's voice has a different tone, um, which attracts different types of customers. And that's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just sort of looking to the future now sort of of sales, and also we'll come onto this and marketing aspect as well. But you mentioned on one of your posts that there were 2,389 job postings where they were stating that having a personal brand was key. That's really telling, isn't it? It's like if you don't have a presence or a good, strong personal brand on LinkedIn, you are probably, you know, how is that going to affect somebody that's sort of starting out in sales or marketing or is perhaps, you know, 10 or 15 years into sales and marketing and they want to get a job? It's going to hold them back, right?
1: yeah I mean, I think yes and no, right. Like I'm never gonna be the person to say that this is the only way because when you look back, you know three or four years ago, this wasn't the way. um this is not what everybody was doing and and there were still sellers out there, you know, two timing their quota every single month, and um they were doing it by phone, by email, by whatever means necessary, and now we've moved into more of a social selling environment. You've started to see really large organizations, one in my backyard here in Raleigh called SAS um, just hired a, a VP of social selling. And that that's, that's a, a telltale sign of like where we're going. And so while I don't think it's going to hold you back, I do think you need to know like where the industry is moving forward and make sure you're aware to pivot whenever that time Um, is needed. I think it's still early. I think people can still learn and people can still pivot into this environment. Um, But here's, here's the thing. In one year from now, we may go into something totally different. We may be entertaining our buyers through TikTok. We may be entertaining our buyers through Twitter more often than we are, we may be back to in person going to networking events and all of this stuff won't matter anymore. And so you just got to be ready. You got to stay with the trends. Um, and you got to be able to 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 be flexible on your feet um, at every single moment in sales. And that's why that's why sales is hard. That's why a lot of people don't make it um, because they, they get stuck in their ways and they can't change.
0: You're absolutely right. And you know, I've been in sales now for 20 years. I'm actually quite old. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I say like you can teach an old dog new tricks. Talking about TikTok, I joined TikTok on July the 9th. I wanted to ask you when you're going to join TikTok because I know that I've mentioned that on a couple of your posts. So, so <laughs> when are you coming on TikTok, Darren?
1: You know... I don't know. I, I have a good buddy of mine, Tony Albright, who I who's on LinkedIn that I talk to a lot. We were talking about this this morning. Uh, I've got to do it. Um, I, I think I've 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 always been one to commit to something really, really, really hard and to master that one thing before I go to something else. And I I feel like I'm getting to that point on LinkedIn to where I can uh, I can I can introduce something new. Um, and so, who knows, Charlotte? Who knows?
0: Yeah, I think definitely give it a try. I'm going to share a post on on sort of my experience of it. Some people say it's a more of a negative community, but I think I've got something like 36 followers, so not many. And I've reached, I get around about 700 to 1,500 views of of each video. So the reach is far beyond your actual uh, follower count. And You can put together videos that are 15 seconds long, I think one minute and three minutes. So I think, again, another thing that I hear people say when they want to go on LinkedIn and when they want to start the personal brand or even social media in general is the time it takes to post, um, the time it takes to prepare. It really doesn't take time. I think when you start doing something, it's hard, isn't it? And you were saying, you know, you have to think sometimes about... You know, it takes 20 minutes to write a post. And even today, mm-hmm. one of my colleagues said, I don't have time to write all these posts. I said, "We'll just do three posts a week and time block maybe an hour at first or 30 minutes where you can think about those posts and then have them drafted out. Yeah, and,
1: absolutely.
0: And when, I, when I started on TikTok, because I, I have to confess, I, I'm quite big on Instagram. And Instagram is quite difficult to grow. It's more saturated. And I started doing reels, I think about six months ago. But Compared to that, TikTok is a lot easier because um, you just talk at the camera and you could take, I guess, some of your posts uh, on LinkedIn and then and then paste some of the text over something that you're saying or a video with music. But I, I'll I can't wait, I'm, I'm I can't gonna, wait to see you it. on TikTok.
1: <laughs> All right. I'll get over there and I'll tag you in my first post.
0: <laughs> ah, fantastic. Talking about sales and marketing um yeah. because obviously your so the content that you create on linkedin you, you know you can call yourself a marketer in 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 some aspects of what you're doing um you know you can reach 9 million people w- with a post and get 93,000 likes That's totally amazing how do you think you know based on your experience sales and marketing could work better together
1: yeah, I've been really lucky. I've, I've worked with like some of the best marketing teams in the world. And I think that's why I have this skill is because I've watched them do what they do over the years. And so where I think sales could do better, um, I think sales could spend more time with marketing. I think they they could, they could understand how marketing actually works and what marketing is doing behind the scenes um, to support them. Um, so that would be my one thing from a sales side, from a marketing side, um, I'm always one to lift up marketing, right? I don't think we would be where we are without marketing, um, without them doing everything and in, in, in under the sun for us. Um, I think just internal communication is, is key, right? Like I have... An individual on my team, um, her name is Kaylee, and we talk every single week about content, about strategy, about how to engage, about how to follow up on leads properly. Um, so I think it's just communication. I don't, I don't think it needs to be completely separate. I think we need to be on the same cause every week, which we are in my organization today and helps dramatically. I think when they start to spread a little bit and they start to stop talking um, is when problems actually start happening.
0: Yeah. And traditionally, they have been, I guess there's been a tension, hasn't there really? Um, sales not following up on marketing leads and um, sales sort of criticizing marketing, saying they're not doing enough. But I think you're absolutely yeah. right. You know, having a catch up with the marketing team, looking at content, looking at strategy. And how how important do you think it is, you know, for a salesperson? We're looking at sort of the skills, you know, we're talking about personal branding, about copywriting. What else do you think that salespeople people are going to need to to look out for. Yeah. You, you were saying about being adaptable, and you know, it's sales yep. is changing all the time. We're seeing that even with cold calls, the permission based openers now sounding a bit robotic. Yep. So, 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 what would you say to sort of what other skills should salespeople be looking to develop?
1: You know, this is a great question, and one I talked about recently to uh, to Eddie and Jesse over on the Riveting podcast, and I I talked about us all being remote now, right? Where you used to be able to like walk down the hallway and hang out with product, right? Or walk down the hallway and talk to marketing about the contractor or pop into legal and say like, Hey, can we redline this? Right. All of these things that you used to be able to do. Now we have to do all of those on Slack and we have to do all of those on email, or we have to do all of those by picking up the phone. So I think a key skill, skill moving forward for, for sales individuals and AEs and SDRs is learning how to navigate their inner departments via being remote. Um, and so yeah. how do you communicate? How do you get things done? How do you talk to certain people? Um, how do you learn certain skills when you can't just walk down the hallway? And so I think a lot of folks will just sit isolated in an environment and learn sales. And then before you know it, you don't even know how your product was built. You don't know how it was pushed out and you don't know how it even gets paid for. And so those guys and gals that are that are seeking that wisdom out, are they going to be the ones that that folks want on their team in a remote environment?
0: Absolutely. And uh, you just reminded me, I have a call tomorrow with the legal team. You know, And I, I actually started working remote in 2011. So back then, nobody was doing it and it was very different. And, you know, people weren't even on Zooms. I think even before the pandemic, right, people weren't on Zooms and Teams calls and video calls as much as they are today. Right. So, you know, now that people are working hybrid, you know, I like what you say there about sort of being able to communicate effectively with different departments you know mm-hmm. now that you can't always sort of pop down and and see them face to face and i think it's also more efficient isn't it it's, you get a lot more talking about working remotely and connecting with people digitally you get a lot more don um in in a lot less time
1: yep yep as long as you focus on your well-being I think there's a lot of us out there that are like really struggling in a remote world there's a lot of us that are really thriving I'm one of the ones that like I don't really love it and so people are going to come at me on this podcast a little bit for this but like I think I think that I think that there's an opportunity for some folks that are not doing well being remote um and needing that collaboration and needing to whiteboard and needing to be around their teams and um you know, I think there's a, there's a, a need for a lot of us out there, but also some that are thriving remote and we need to be able to support them as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think you've got some really good points there about, you know, being, especially in a a sales environment, you'd like, it's good to, you know, you have that remote working, but you also need to be part of the team, don't you? You need to,
1: That's right. it's a
0: lot of rejection and it's something that you know, it takes a lot of getting used to. So getting that feedback and and being able to even listen to other salespeople on cold calls um, and and just have that sort of banter support is really important, isn't it? I want to ask you a question now. So what do you think should stop in sales and marketing, Darren, if it was down to you?
1: So from an internal perspective or from just like the sales community in general?
0: Uh, You can answer both. I
1: I think from a from a from a community perspective I think we need to I think we need to stop the back and forth of telling everybody who's right and what strategies are right and and bashing sellers. Um, I I talked about this earlier, like the the senior leaders calling out individuals for, for doing things differently um, needs to stop because we're all emerging. We're all growing and we're all evolving from an internal perspective. I think that like, I think we're doing a good job. I think that we've, we've adapted in this remote environment, right? Where we used to be out with our clients traveling around the country face to face we had to pivot we had to do well and and you know the last two years were record years for a lot of organizations from a revenue standpoint so we 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 did well there and now what I think we need to focus on is how do we continue to do that and how do we focus on on our our, our mental health and sales and um, you know listen I'm one of the biggest like hustlers out there like there are times where I work till one two in the morning trying to get things done but there are also times where I don't log in till 10 or 11 in the morning because I want to take a walk or I want to be with my kids and I think we need to um, make sure that that's possible for our sellers and making sure that we understand each individual person um, and who they are at their core um, because not every seller is the same.
0: Really good points there, and especially about the sort of the bashing the sellers. We saw, I think Jen Allen put a post on. Was it yesterday? There was a lot of about bullying, and it, and it went viral. And you know, it was almost this is a post about violence. Uh, and you know, it's really upsetting to, to to see that this kind of thing is happening. I know, you know, you've you obviously post a lot. I post a lot. You've talked about sort of negativity and and people, and I've seen a few people. Who was the guy that um oh you put a picture of yourself on a video call and he said this is this is Instagram like I'm I'm going to I'm not gonna follow you anymore or something. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. See you know and, and and listen, like I used to be the guy that was like, I'm never gonna block anyone, I'm never gonna report anyone on LinkedIn, I'm not that kind of person. Well, you know, I started doing it last month and it's been the most refreshing thing ever to block somebody and report them and never have to see them on my feed again. Um, and yeah. uh, I said I'd never be that person, but like, I don't need that. I don't need that in my DMs. I don't need that as on my text messages and emails and phone calls, um, because as you create and as you get a big following, you you, you get a lot of that really ridiculous outreach and um, feels good not getting it this month.
0: Down with negativity um, yeah. completely. And I think you've done absolutely the right thing there. And I think as you know, tying into what we were saying before, a lot of people fear that sort of trolling, don't they, and being ridiculed. So it's probably stopping them from putting together some really good posts.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: So we're coming to the end. I I really wish I could ask you, I've got so more questions and we can dive into so many of, you know, the things that you're doing and and, um, lots of your posts that I remember off the top of my head um, because they pop up in my feed, like, Every time, as soon as you post, it appears in my feed on LinkedIn. So that's great. (laughs) So the algorithm's doing its thing. But we ask everyone for a practical tip, something that the audience can take away. So this could be an idea or a book or a sales tip. What's your tip, Darren?
1: Yeah, get a coach. Uh
0: I think it's
1: the It's the biggest, it's the biggest life changing thing that I've done in my career. Um, I tried to do everything by myself. I had mentors and they were great. I had people that I could run to and they were great. But the moment that I got a coach, um, that actually didn't know me. Um it, it changed everything. So I could have psychological safety with that person. We could talk about anything and everything. They could push me out of my comfort zone. Um and um I had the best year I ever had last year when I had a coach for the entirety of that year. So um go find one, go get one. If you think it's too expensive because it's 200 bucks a month, um, just don't buy coffee next month and there's your 200 or um, invest in yourself, invest in yourself.
0: Absolutely. And it's when you, you know, when you add up what you would spend on coffee or maybe eating out, that's what you get from a coach, right? You're getting way more, a lot of value. And I think a lot of people as well, salespeople tend to, certainly in the UK, over in Europe, of over-relied, I know I have, on the company providing you with that sort of training and mm. support. It's not going to happen anymore, is it?
1: No, nope. doesn't happen. And, I, and I, I don't think it happens because it's not supposed to happen, right? Like yeah. you're, you're, your coach internally, they can manage you and they can lead you and they can talk to you about things that are going on in the business. But the moment that you get somebody externally that doesn't know about what you're going through inside of your organization is where you can finally be real with someone,
0: Absolutely, to give you that sort of uh, different perspective as well. I think that's it's really right. important. Fantastic, and also, Darren, where can people find you? Tell them your LinkedIn. Where else can they find you? Will we see you on TikTok at some point? Yeah,
1: I'm just Darren <laughs> McKee. I'm Darren McKee on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, connect with me there. I'll, I'll see it. I'll accept it, and um, we'll become linkedin friends and, and and potentially real friends in the future so um and then in tiktok i don't know we'll have to think of a cool name for that
0: yeah fantastic and yeah i really look forward to hopefully meeting you at one of the sales events in the future
1: let's do Thanks it for thank you so much charlotte